me on. Now I want to share with you, when you start awakening and your pineal gland starts awakening properly, you start realizing in the smallest details in your life that there's, um, there's supernatural synchronization happening. So we need to be so alert in the natural to realize that it's angelic activity around us that is intensifying and we need to tune in. Okay, we need to tune in. So just to give you an example, I went to a I went to go and look at a property today and um, the, the, the guy staying in the house, he opened, he came and he let me in and we went into the garden and now get this, a cat, a cat. Okay, now this makes me think of Kirby, all the animals come to him. Now listen to this, a cat comes running in the yard, shouting off coming towards me, ignoring the guy next to me. And this guy is like, well, I've never seen this cat. This cat has never been here. And guys, this cat came running after me, shouting after me to give it attention. I mean, literally a strange cat. What strange cat does that? Shouting after me, running right to where I had to go to my car and shouting after me, wanting my attention. And this guy says, oh, what? I've never seen this cat. It just popped up from nowhere. But the spirit said to me, he said, this is supernatural. He said, Sharon, you're becoming, the frequencies you're walking in, you're becoming one with creation. Whoa! And then it happened here at home, the, a bird came. I mean, I was standing at the doorway and a bird came. And I'm like, this is stuff that's never happened to me before. And then my granddaughter was swimming with her cousin. Yes, I'm a mommy again. Hello. <laughs> and I'm enjoying every minute. <laughs> it's amazing. It's awesome. Because I can just, I can just, I'm just releasing the word into Mia. Because I want to tell you guys, there's no mini spirit this you don't get a small spirit and a big spirit they are spirit so i just am releasing the word into her life and it's just awesome so they were playing in the swimming pool here and there's this um you know these long uh, pipes that you get which the kids can use to play with in the pool you know they 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 can float on them and it also helps them not to go under long pipes like this and she said to me nana where is the pipe that was here and i looked all over and there was no pipes here nothing we couldn't find it pool noodles thank you Shira. pool noodles she wanted the pool noodle and it's gone okay so i'm house sitting here so i don't know what maybe the guy got rid of it because nobody's using it all right so that is on friday this morning, I go back to where I live in Kanubi, and I quickly go into the flat to 
to do something there. I walk into my room. I look on my bed. Guess what is lying there? I mean, who gives things like that? Four pool noodles. I stopped in my tracks and I like went, this is weird. This is, and where does this come from? So apparently my neighbor had, had these pool noodles. We don't, she doesn't have a pool. And she just decided to give it to me for the kids. Just, I just was, it was unbelievable. This is, this is just unbelievable. I mean, four. And who gives things like that? I mean, who has things like that who doesn't have a pool? You know, it was just, it was just an amazing day. Just incredible. Okay, so be, be alert. I mean, it's just amazing. Just be alert as to what the angels are. And that, that is angels. They are, they're so aware and tuned in with your, with your world. And uh, that is that is really heaven manifesting on earth. I, I'm just so excited. All right, tonight, God's got us on an amazing journey, guys. All right, can you see? Is it back to front? Tonight, we are going to unlock the bearer sheet prophecy. Victor, have you ever heard of that? Oh my, I'm so excited. What God is showing and leading me to study. The Bereshit prophecy. Can someone tell me? Can you read it? Or is it, is it the wrong way around? Or can you read it correctly? No, we can read it. We can read Can you read it? Yes. Okay. So, the Bereshit prophecy tonight. Now, if you can remember on Friday night, what I preached... You know, I was, sh I was shivering preaching that word. It's like, like, can we just let God be God? And it's so amazing how God can reveal something and you think to yourself, but I've never heard anyone preach this. Can I really go ahead and, but you know when you know when you know. Okay. And just what God said through that word Friday night. He said, Sharon, it wasn't as if anything just happened by chance, even in the Garden no. of Eden. It's nothing no. happened by chance. No. He said, um, everything was a prophetic fulfillment. And he said to me, the, the cross was not the backup plan in case Adam fell or he fell. The cross was the plan. It wasn't a backup plan. Okay. So God leads me to this Bereshit prophecy and it just confirms everything. So God has to expand our consciousness and our understanding to access all that is in our union with Christ. Everything that our union with Christ made possible for us. That is why he's expanding our consciousness, right? And then also, I saw this and it confirmed something. You know, um, Victor, we've always read that scripture where, where Jesus said, I'm the door, you know, and you will come in and you will go out. 
And when you come in, you will find posture. Posture. Now, we can read stuff like that, but I ask Yahweh. I say to him, oh, what is the correct word? Uh, Yahweh. 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 Get the word of Sunday of the correct pronunciation. But it doesn't matter. You can say Yahweh. But the correct pronunciation is Yahweh. Breath. He breathes life into man. Woo! Okay. So I go and ask Yahweh, what is the definition? What does he mean posture? What, what does he mean by posture? What, what is the posture? Now listen to this. Remember the revelation of Christ in Revelation 1 is the revealing of realms, realms of God. So now we're not just experiencing, what did we experience at the conference? Not just the glory and the anointing, but the opening of realms and it transformed us. It, it, I still, I mean, Chuck told me today, there's just transformation taking place in his life. He's experiencing the presence of God like never before. It is just awesome. Okay, so what is the definition of pasture? It is the word wilderness. Wilderness. Which means uncultivated region to man. It means new dimensions and pathways. Huh? Because, I mean, if you go through the door, Christ, woo, and you in his will, Revelation 1, this is the revelation of the realms of God. Okay? So the, the wilderness is a, lo a local or a dimension for intense experiences. Of isolation. Remember, like Hester, Hester, what a powerful prophetic word God gave you. I mean, Hester, I thought today, this, can you imagine, we're the only church in the whole of East London doing this stuff. So, I mean, it's not, it's not for the crowd. It's like you said, eh? it's for the chosen, and it's definitely not for the frozen chosen. He contacted me yesterday. He phoned me. He says he 
said, uh-huh, and you are so confused. He said, yes. So he said, what he did was he went and set himself apart. He listened. He went and, and he says, like that, God spoke to him. And the moment he acted on what God said to Yahweh, everything just opened up. Yeah. Exactly. See, everything fell into place. Mm. That is the set apart. Okay. Yes. Because I told him, prophets know in part. They're awesome. We need them. But they. But this is the time where we have to know in full so that we can be the full manifestation of God. Okay. So the wilderness is a time. It's, it's, and all of us, if you're not there already, if you want to be in this awakening, if you haven't been or not in it already, God is going to set you apart. And he said to me, yeah, wow, it's in a lone place. Yes, it's in a lone place. It's in a lone place with you and Yahweh. No voices, no listening to stuff, just you and Yahweh. It's a place of isolation, of renewal. This is what this pasture is. I'm still talking about the pasture of renewal, of encounters with God. And now listen to this, of the divine revelation of the name, the revelation of the divine name. Oh, guys, if you haven't been to, you've got to listen to the word from Sunday. It was so awesome. Okay. So the wilderness is not a place of... Uh, of famine and drought. You know, uh, Christians have had this thing where they say, oh, I'm, I'm going through a wilderness experience. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Actually, what you're saying is, I'm in a place of the opening of pathways and new dimensions and new realms and the revelation of the divine name of God. Woo! So Sunday, you mustn't break open to something so awesome it's going to be so but i don't want to give it away yet tonight i just want to speak about the bereshit now okay. yeah. keep this in mind that hebrew the hebrew language is written from right to left the enemy got in everywhere and turned our languages around from left to right okay <laughs> so Isaiah 46 verse 9. I'll read it to you so you guys can just relax and listen tonight. He says, remember former things, okay? Remember the former things, for I am God and there is no other God. No one like me. No, verse 10. This God is declaring the end from the beginning. Bereshit is the Hebrew word. 
does it say? In the beginning. <laughs> In the beginning. In the beginning. But in Hebrew, there is no the. So it's in the beginning. There is no the. In beginning. Bereshit. That is the Hebrew word. Now remember Sunday I told you Hebrew, the Hebrew language is the only language in the world that is three languages in one. Every, it's got 22 alphabets. Every letter in the Hebrew alphabet has the normal phonetic, you know, it's the phonetic language. It has a number, a numerical value, which unlocks mysteries. Oh, God, he's so exciting. Woo! <laughs> unlocks mysteries, the numbers. And in the Hebrew language, every alphabet, Betsy, depicts a mystery and has a picture. So it's a picture language. And it's a numerical value and it's a normal language. Okay. It's God created, and I'm going to open that up to you, Sana. He created the world with the Hebrew language. Right. Awesome. So, the first words in beginning is called the Bereshit prophecy. Now, we're going to break it up. I've drawn it for you. We're going to break it up, but I'm first going to speak to you. Okay, so we know that Hebrew, we know now Hebrew. Think about this, guys. Hebrew is the first language, the oldest, the ancient language, and it has been preserved by the Spirit. It's been preserved. Oh, man, it's exciting, because now's the time where God is unlocking the mysteries of that language. So, um, it's been miraculously preserved, and it proves, and this is a wonderful thing, Victor, we're not going to Jewish feast. Please, guys, understand now, this is completely different. This has nothing to do with Jewish feast or Jewish fables, okay? No. The Hebrew language will prove to us that no. the Bible was not written by man. It's written by God. Man was used, but the Bible is written by God. Okay, you will be convinced after tonight. So, in the beginning, in the beginning, now, as I preach this, you know, guys, you're going to go crazy, you're going to go, I go drunk, because there's like a new DNA, there's like a DNA on this word flowing. Okay, so, in the beginning means better sheep. And we will discover now in the Bereshit prophecy the end from the beginning. Right? So, you can spell it different ways, but I like to spell it Bereshit. It's, it's spelled different ways, but let's start with the way I did it. First letter of Bereshit. Right. The first letter of the Bereshit Why in, but it's the bait. Do you see there? Bereshit. 
start, it has six letters in it. The first two words in the Bible is Bereshit. And the word Bereshit has six Hebrew letters in it. The first one is the bait. You see that? Okay. Bait. Now, this is so exciting. Just listen, then I will show you. Bait refers. Bait. Bait. B E Y T. Now, bait is. points to a tent or a floor plan. Look at this. That is the picture in Hebrew for bait. It's a tent or a floor plan or a house. Okay. The numerical number for bait is the number two. Who are the two witnesses in Revelation? The Father and the Son. Okay. Awesome. The word bait is also translated as in, in, or inside. So the question we ask, who is living in the tent? Who is living in the house? Who's living in the home? Okay. The second letter of Bereshit, in beginning, the second letter, is called Resh. And look at this. The picture for Resh, which is a letter in the Hebrew alphabet, is a head man. The head. It's the head person. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> so the numerical value for Resh is 200. I can't go into the into the mysteries of all the numbers. I will keep you till 12 o'clock, but it's 200. And the number of, now listen to what the number refers to. It's the head. Now that's the tent. This is the head. The head person. Number 200 refers to the all-sufficiency of God and the total insufficiency of man. Okay. Now look at this. This is so awesome. There's so many mysteries in this. One word. The very first word God wrote. Now, in Bereshit, if you put... The word or the letters, bait, it's written, it's read like this. So, bait, rich. The first two letters in the word bear a sheet is bait and rich. And now listen to this, listen carefully. These two letters together spell bar. It's the word bar. And the word bar in Hebrew is sun. How cool is that? Huh? Huh? Yo. Awesome. <laughs> bar mitzvah. You've heard of 
data in the bearer sheet prophecy is Shin. Shin is pictured as teeth, which speaks about crushing, destroy. Okay. Shin is also Shin also stands for listen to this. There's immortality in us. Amen. <laughs> stands for victory over death. Amen. Man, this is too much. Victory over death. It's also the picture for Shin is teeth. They draw it like that. It's teeth, like a duck. And by the way, that's where we get our duck. Teeth. Okay. Speaks of crushing, destroying. But Shin is also a signature letter. The one letter that God uses to show his special ownership of something. Sure. Do you see the multi dimensions in the Hebrew letters? So in there, he says he's the owner. Yeah. It's his signature. Okay. Sure. So Shin is the number 300. Its numerical value in the Hebrew is 300. 300 is an amplification of number 3. And we know that 3 stands for divine perfection. So 300 signifies like a divinely appointed blood sacrifice which results in victory over death. It's in here. Before Adam and Eve fell, the first two words in the Bible. In the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. It's awesome. So, the fourth letter is also the last letter in the Hebrew word resh. Remember resh? Yeah. So, resh is the last letter of resh is a shin. Sure. Okay. And resh, which is a three-letter word, is also the word used for head person or head prince. Hmm. He was the prince of peace. Head prince. Right. Let's get to the fifth letter, the yud. The Yud is the smallest alphabet. 
It's the Y, right? And God used the smallest letter to start all his names. Yahweh. Yeshua. <laughs> Isn't that cool? The smallest letter. It made me think of the scripture where he would even portray he wants to be first. Remember that scripture? He wants to be first, he will be last, will be first. Okay. So God is not shy to use the smallest alphabet in the Hebrew language to start his names. Oh, such a cool God, man. Now, the, this letter informs us that something amazing is going to unfold in the earth. That's how the Hebrew understand this letter in Bereshit. Do you see? It's a prophecy. Sure. So, Yud, this Yud is telling, told the Hebrew that something is going to unfold in the earth. Something, listen to this. This will be something that will mark the end of an age and the beginning of something new. Amen. <laughs> Yud means a new beginning. <laughs> so we are always renewed in this new beginning. Yes. <laughs> so we know there's something to do with the, the head prince leaving his home in heaven. Okay. And now we'll carry on. Yud is the tenth letter in the alphabet. Its numerical value is number ten. All right, I'll talk a little bit later about The picture in the Hebrew language for Yud is the hand. So God is doing something. It's a hand. So the head prince or the son is coming out of the tent, his heavenly home, to accomplish something the Father planned in heaven at the appointed time. You see that? Bereshit, it was all planned. Remember, Bereshit is the first word in the Bible. Right. Here we go to the last letter of Bereshit. And what is that? Look at the picture. The first word in the Bible is Bereshit in Hebrew. What is the last letter? It is a cross. That's the picture. For tough. Hmm. Sure. It's the tough. Hmm. I am the left and I am the tough. I am the alpha and I am the omega. I, listen to this. I am the beginning. I declare the end from the beginning. So in the cross, everything came to fulfill. Everything was fulfilled for man to become the son. Okay, to become the image. Everything was fulfilled. 
Isn't that amazing? Ooh. Now the number for top is 400. So it's the divine deed ordained in heaven. And will fulfill a covenant. That's how they explain it. It's a divine deed ordained in heaven and will fulfill a covenant and be revealed as a sign. That is literally pictured as the cross. So this is the central point for all human history from God's perspective, right? Now think of my sermon Friday night. This tells us everything that happened before this sign was sovereignly, sovereignly ordained in order to set the stage for this one single event. Sure. Can you believe it? It's all in the first word of sure. the Bible. Can I say that again? Everything that happened before this sign was sovereignly ordained in order to set the stage for this one single event. So I just want to talk a little bit about this. Let's start at the bait. Okay. So we know bait, resh, is the word bar, which stands for sun. Okay? So God starts the Bible with his son. Everything in the Bible points to Yeshua. If there's a gospel you hear and they don't, and Yeshua is not in it, not the gospel. Everything points to Yeshua. Right. So I just want to remind you, that's the first two letters, Hebrew letters in Bereshit in the Bible, and it forms the word son, bar, bar. Then, the ox. Now, listen to this. Even these two letters in Bereshit form a word. I mean, God orchestrated it to the detail. Election is the word Aish. So we can actually, now I know, I say Aish a lot. Now I know what it means. Also, judge, he can destroy. Remember the burning bush? 
That was the word ash. The burning bush, fire, so we know that God is also consuming fire, is the judge, he can destroy, but the bush didn't burn out because God is a merciful God.
when God steps into time. See, I, I, I put the note there because it's when God steps into time. So I made it a watch. Oh, it's amazing. Okay. Then the cross. Ooh, there's a lot. The cross. We must remember, Tab is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And now, Victor, it's so different when we say it, it, the cross. Alpha and Omega. It's all finished there. There you'll find a new beginning. And you'll find the fulfillment, like I said in the beginning, we need, God is expanding our, our um, consciousness so that we can step into the full union and enjoy the full benefits of our union with Christ. Right, now, the number for tough is 400, guys. Now listen to this. Genesis 15 verse 13, Israel was in bondage for 400 years. 400 also stands for the rebuilding of the temple. Amen. This is the birth of the new temple. <laughs> I mean, come on. 400 is also 8 times 50. 8 is the number for resurrection. According to the Hebrew people, okay, Hebrew language. And 50, listen to this, is the year of Jubilee when all the debts were cancelled. In the year of Jubilee, whether you owed a million dollars or whatever, all debt was cancelled in the year of Jubilee. Hallelujah. It means Jubilee or release to freedom. 400 is also 5 times 8 times 10. 5, we know, is the number of grace. 8 is the number of resurrection, as we said. And 10 is divine manifestation. And who must manifest? That's why I said man comes into that note. Who must manifest? Divine manifestation. Man brings God. Everything about God into divine manifestation on the earth. Tav represents, remember it's the cross. Tav represents death, judgment, divine order, jubilee, a sign. So Victor, I'm wondering, remember they, uh, remember when, when they said you will see the sign of, of the Son of Man in the sky. And now I'm beginning to wonder if the cross didn't appear again. Because the cross was the sign. Remember, he said, when Jerusalem burned down, the sign of the Son of Man. Hey? Amazing. Sure. Okay. So, top represents. Listen to this. This is everything as the Hebrew people understand this. Tav represents spiritual enlightenment. Mm. This is what we are now in. Yes. It represents the cross. It represents the temple. And it represents eternity. Amen. 
It's also a sign and a seal. And now listen to this. 400 is also 40 times 10. 40 being a period of testing. Uh-huh. 40 being a time of, remember 40 days Jesus was? Yeah. Okay. Tested. And then 10 is full manifestation of God's plans and purposes. Amen. Sure. So I know that's awesome. I hope 